TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What those teams also have are better players and teammates that free agents are going to want to go play with. No, the Giants' selling point is not what they did in 2014. That's ancient history. What they would sell to Carlos Correa is you will be the core of a very good baseball team that we're going to back and fill with other really good players. And then when his agent said, yeah, well, who are those players going to be? Then they have to have answers. That's one of the biggest problems. And I think that's one of the reasons why Aaron Judge found it easy to say no. It wasn't that he just loved the Yankees and that the pinstripes are magical. It's that that's a team that makes deep runs. That's a team that makes playoffs all the time. They're not 30 games behind the Dodgers or 19 games behind the Padres. That's a team that's going to be a factor every year. The Giants would have to sell whoever their big signing is on you're going to be the heart of the new, you're going to be the heart of this team and we're going to pay you like that. And then after that we're going to go out and get other guys. And then they have to go out and get those guys. Now, otherwise, you've got a disillusioned star. We're going to more than mix sports metaphors right here. We're going to completely mix sports. And I'll be the first to tell you that free agency in basketball and free agent in baseball are two kind of totally different things. Bob Myers probably went out and signed the single biggest free agent in the history of sports the day that he was able to close the deal with Kevin Durant, right? I mean, that, that, that was a monster absolute monster that he was able to bring in Kevin Durant. There really isn't another free agent who has paid as instant a dividend as as Kevin Durant paid with the Golden State Warriors. Yesterday on Steiny and Guru, Bob Myers talked about recruiting Kevin Durant and what really went into the pitch and what Kevin really cared about when it was all said and done. Bob Myers with a very interesting soundbite. Players don't go somewhere for a GM. I'm humble and wise enough to know that. No player is coming anywhere for me or any GM, in my opinion. Now, they might look at your track record and say, uh, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing or he's had success or not. They might do that. And I probably do to some degree, at least in the NBA. I think the biggest thing is who am I playing with? Uh, if you're talking about Kevin, I get to play with Steph, Draymond, Clay, Andre. When we went to the Hamptons to meet with Kevin, the most important part wasn't, we had a presentation, and I'm telling you guys the truth, literally the presentation, we, we stopped it 10 minutes in. 
because if you know Kevin at all, Kevin was kind of looking around going, I don't, I don't need to see this stuff. I mean, literally, I, I, I think it wasn't even, I think one of us recognized or he kind of said, bro, turn that off, which is fine, right? Because you have it. to show up with something. You can't be like, what's the presentation? We don't have one. The most important thing was he walked away alone with Steph, uh, Andre, Clay, and Draymond. And, and whatever they talked about, and I have an idea what they talked about, was, was that, that's why he came. That's it. PowerPoint presentation, really well done, properly lit, audio levels perfect the whole way through presentation. I'm sure they had. They pulled it out. The player basically says, stop. I don't care. Who am I playing with? Now, in basketball, obviously, there's so fewer guys in the room. Who you're playing with probably means even more. But, boy... Means everything. Yeah, it's absolutely. It does. I mean, because the money is for great. You take that for granted. You know, you're getting the money. And you know, his whole point about GMs not being the lure. I agree with him there. You're looking for competency. You are looking for track record. I could see how the wrong GM in the wrong front office would be a turnoff, but the right GM. You know, again, if he's the right GM, he signed the right players that I want to then go play with through, you know, what he's done, how he's drafted and so on and so forth. That to me says an awful lot about why the Giants and their money and their ballpark and this city are maybe coming up short over and over and over again. Who wants to come and have Brandon Belt hitting behind them? I wouldn't. Well, but it's it's not just like you don't have, I mean, you have Brandon Belt. It's that you don't have Freddie Freeman. It's that you don't have Paul Goldschmidt. I want to be with the elite players. I mean, that was a selling point for, well, Bogarts is a bad example because they paid him $100 million more than anybody else would. But that's the reason why Juan Soto was all hot to go to, to San Diego. It's the reason why Machado signed. It's the reason why Tatis signed. It's why it's why Trey Turner went to Philadelphia. Because he was going onto a team that A, had players around him, and B, spends like the Padres do. The, 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 the Phillies next year are going to have six guys who make more than $20 million. No other team in sports has that. That's a sign that when your agent sits down to talk to you, he'll show you that. And that might not be the reason you go either, but it's not going to be a reason you would avoid him. Right. Boy, I hate the way they're spending so much money on so much yeah. real major league talent. Keep I me mean, out of but, there. It, but, uh, but the implication is, and they're going to spend more of that on you. I mean, it's just, there's nothing, I mean, I, I won't believe that Peter Seidler or John Middleton are such charming people as owners that players can't wait to play for but they do like to see those w-2s with a bunch of commas all over the place are you winning will you pay me those are the big two things that yeah. i think free agents are and, looking and for. to a third extent how long will you pay me and to a fourth extent will my family be happy because that's what trey turner left for i mean he left money on the table because his wife lives in new jersey and because He's pals with Bryce Harper. That stuff matters, too, when you're talking about that level of money. Where, you know, he's got an agent who will figure out, you know what? $340 million in San Diego 
will spend about the same as 300 in Philadelphia. And your wife will be happier. Don't be, yeah, never underestimate that as a, as, a, you know, as a selling point. Do you think the Giants are about to go the extra mile for Carlos Rodon? Or excuse not Carlos Rodon, but Carlos Correa. Um, if it's $400 million, I think they'll balk. But they'd better be ready then to over, over, overpay for both Radon and Chris Bassett. It feels because like they're not because Because Correa, on the assumption that Dansby Swanson is staying in Atlanta, that's the last big name to get. And if you're worried about, you know, big name, you know, ticket moving power, you don't have that anymore. You know, you'd be spending it to spend it so that people won't hate you. But if you spend it on Radon and Bassett, you can at least come back to them and say, we did spend it and we built up something that has been traditionally a strength for us. And we think we can be significantly better with those two guys at the top of our rotation. Susan Slesser reported that the Giants are in the driver's seat to land Correa given their financial flexibility and need for a big name. Is he a big enough name to spend $400 million on? I don't even think they should be looking. They should only be looking at ball players, and he is a ball player. But if this is the way ownership looks at roster construction, that we're not going to spend, again, the, a franchise that has never given a position player more than $60 million is about to break off $400 million for a guy who, what did he do last year in Minnesota? Anybody? Oh, that's right. Stats? No, 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 he, no. he had a very good year for them. Right. He but sure it's did. Minnesota. Right. It's Minnesota. He didn't make you look once. He doesn't have enough star power to make you look once. The guy rolls out of bed and he's a 300 hitter, which in this league right now makes him a 380 hitter, right? I mean, the, you know, I mean, he can really, really play. He was a rookie of the year. He's been an all star. He's a gold glover. He won a platinum glove, whatever the hell that is. That's better than a styrofoam glove. It's a great glove. Not a single person ever leaned into their TV saying, man, I wonder what Carlos Correa is doing with the Twins tonight. Not once. But you could sell him as the start of what was a really lucrative offseason for them. And by lucrative, I mean, we got three really good guys, and he's the best of them. And if that doesn't get you to buy tickets... Maybe it'll get you to buy a ticket in July when they're, if they're, they're 20 games over. Right. I mean, because that's the only other way you're doing If you're not doing this for pure star power, you're doing it to make your team better. And as amazingly bland and dull as they were last year, they were still 81 and 81. And that in and of itself is nothing. But it doesn't mean that they were a disaster. They didn't finish last in the National League. They weren't Washington. They have stuff somehow that works at least half the time. And if you bring in three more guys who are actually plus players or plus, plus players, all of a sudden you could say, well, we could win 95. We could be a wild card team. Philly's only won 88 last year. So that's how you would have to do it. You don't sell them on the past. You sell them on the future. I wonder if they're really going to extend that level of commitment to Carlos Correa. I mean, I would. They need to. They should. Will they get it done? Because if the Chicago Cubs are interested, 
maybe Carlos Correa ends up a Chicago Cub. Uh, by the way, the Cubs don't exactly have a robust team of ready-to-wins, ready-to-go. They just lost their catcher. Yeah, Contreras going to the Cardinals. It's a great signing by the Cardinals. He won't give him the glove that Benji Molina gave him, but boy, he's going to be twice the hitter Benji Molina was in his end. He's he's one of the five best catchers in baseball, and there's only about six of them that are worth it. Yeah, no, he was the bright spot for the last two years of Cubs baseball. It was him, basically. Kyle Hendricks. That's it. So, uh, the Giants... Patrick Wisdom. Huh? Patrick Wisdom. Thank you. The Giants, they need to get going. They need to get doing this. And look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I do like Mitch Hanniger. I mean, I know we said a few Mitch Hanniger negative things here, but I, I like him as a player. Guy's a right-handed hitter with legit career splits. He should be in the lineup every day and maybe be... Here's the thing. Another thing that the Giants, I think, need to realize is that having everyday players is how you make stars out of players. All the platooning, all the substitution they do doesn't sell a lot of tickets either. Well, as I said over and over again, that wasn't the master plan. That was the plan that they ended up having when their minor leagues didn't spit out everyday players. That wasn't what Farhan wanted to do. It's what he was left with. They now recognize, I think, or should, that that's not a long-term strategy ever. It's just never that you you know you cannot build a winning team with a team full of Austin Slaters, and I don't mean to denigrate Austin Slater, but you can't have eight of those in the lineup every day. No. Because none of them will be in the lineup every day. They'll only be in half the time, which means you have to get twice as many Austin Slaters. The good news is Mitch Hanniger, he's got good splits against the righties and the lefties. Career splits. Um, he's a two fifty five hitter against righties with a lot more power than he's got to get against lefties. But he hits lefties for a better average at two seventy seven. And look, he, he's good. Get girthy, everyone. But you need to get much more than just girth if you're the Giants. Again, it's not just trying to play your own brand of baseball. It's location, location, location. And you are trying to keep up with a couple of Lamborghinis that are the, the Dodgers and the Padres. So they got, they got a lot of work to do beyond Carlos Correa. And if they don't get Carlos Correa, the amount of work that they have to do goes even beyond this one year that's coming up. Is it fair to say that Farhan should be evaluated on free agent landing or just developing the guys that he's got in his minor league system? I mean, it should be a little bit of both, obviously. But to me, Farhan can only make the pitch and a player takes it or leaves it. And again, Bob Myers just said the pitch doesn't even mean that much. George Contos talking about tradition and history probably means less this time around this generation than ever before. I love George, but I don't think it means that much to the players. You so, cannot sell a house and by claiming it has four bedrooms when it only has two. That's that's what Farhan Zaidi is trying to do here. And since he can't do that, he's got to say, and I will give you a shovel full of money so that you can put two more bedrooms in the house. Then I will bring contractors in to build two more bedrooms after that if that's what you want that's how you sell this because it's the only way he can sell it 
can't sell anything else except I will give you a ton of money to come here and then I will give other players more tons of money to come and play here too. And for that, you need Greg and Charlie Johnson to sign off. And now that their their wallets are freed up from their exhaustive, exhaustive sponsoring of Herschel Walker's senatorial campaign, they can spend it any way they want. I'm going to ask you a really good question here on the text line. Xfinity mobile text line. Let's go ahead and get that sponsor in there. If you knew that this is where the Giants would be, at this point of the Farhan era, would you have hired him four and a half years ago? In the six five zero. That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I I really I don't know how much of the minor league. Here's the thing. What if I told you that the Giants not producing minor leaguers that meant anything to this club has existed since Brian Sabian left. Would you believe me? I hope so, because it's the truth. Bobby Evans did not... uh, Bobby Evans, what a sweetheart of a great guy. He really hurt the Giants with the choices he made. Bobby Evans set this franchise back years with his didn't develop draft picks and didn't really work out free agents. Then you go to Farhan, and I mean, I think he's a smart guy. I think if you gave him, if you gave Farhan Dodger spending, I can't even imagine that they would be further down the road of free agency now, but can we really blame Farhan for these minor leaguers not coming through the system when the system hasn't spit out a minor leaguer as an everyday player that's meant anything since like Brandon Belt and Buster Posey were coming through? Well, what you're talking about here in the terms of not spitting out players, you're talking about drafts of four and five years ago. If in two years they're still not spitting out anything, then you could say that's entirely on Farhan and his baseball ops people. Because there are no more, well, that wasn't my guy. Yeah, and, the whole thing is your and guy. We are, and we are, at, we are at the point now where he's entering, what, his fourth full year? Mm-hmm. Or, or his fifth. I'm not, I can't even remember now. But he's, he's at the stage where he can no longer look in the rearview mirror and go, ah, that's why the car's not running. And the truth is, last year bought him probably a couple of extra years with his fan base. I don't think people are sure that he's a problem. I think they just sort of look at him and goes, I wish he was doing better. I don't think he's at the stage yet where people are going, God, he's a moron. But in two years, if you're looking at two more years of 80 wins and 83 wins, and the Padres are still at 102 and the Dodgers are at 106, they'll get buried. I think I said this yesterday. I want to say it one more time, and then we're going to talk about all the findings coming out of D.C. today about uh, Daniel Snyder. But the real indictment on the San Francisco Giants isn't that they haven't replaced Barry Bonds, because there's really no replacing Barry Bonds. The problem for the Giants is they can't even go about replacing Hunter Pence. That's their problem. 
33 home runs by Aaron Judge in the first half last year. He followed it up with 29 home runs. 29 home runs in the second half by Aaron Judge is literally the most home runs hit by any giant since Barry Bonds played. Aaron Judge had a better second half from a power standpoint than any Giant has had since Barry Bonds played. 29 home runs by Brandon Belt in 2001 is the high water mark for any player since Bonds. Hunter Pence's 27 home runs all the way back in 2013 are the most by a Giant right-handed hitter since Bond played. If lefties are scared of that 24-foot high wall, you have two options. Chop the wall down and reconstruct. And don't tell me you can't do that because they rebuilt the bleachers at Wrigley Field. Like, you could do that if you you could shrink that wall. You could lower it for a massive construction price, but that could happen. Or you go out and you you, you sign right-handed hitters who aren't really as worried about that. But then if they got any little bit of oppo in their swing... You are greeting a right-handed hitter who's not a pole hitter with the single most guaranteed other way out in the game thanks to the way that that field has been laid out. Or you get in a series of kick-ass right-handed hitters to make sure that the other team can't hit a ball out either. I mean, because that's what they did in 10, 12, and 14. They pitched and caught the ball Better than everybody else. Well, then they should have signed Cody Bellinger, and they should keep Redon, and they should have gone and gotten Verlander or DeGrom. I, I wouldn't argue with that, except that, you know, Verlander wanted to go back east again. You know, there is something about guys from the east who want to go live in the east. And when you're at that age, if your wife says, I'm kind of done with being, being in Houston. I want to go back close to my mom and dad. And the money's $43 million? Yeah, I'll play wherever you want. I'll play in Maine. I mean, th- that's, that's the other thing. It's, you, know, you get to a point in your career where you've made a ton of money and you have one more crack at it. And one of the teams that's offering you that money is from your wife's family's home. That's a huge leg up. It's a huge leg up. And... All credit to Verlander and all credit to Trey Turner for going, you know what? I'll leave a couple of $20 million on the table because I can make that back up at the other end. You know, it's just, it's, that's what the agent's there for. You know, hey, I'm getting $300 million from the Phillies, but the Phil, but the Padres are saying 340 How do you square that circle? Well, it's easy. The tax rate here is less and you can get more home here and the amount of grief you catch because your wife's living 3,000 miles away is now gone. Oh, that's worth $20 million. Yeah, okay, sign me up for that. Are you signing up for Daniel Snyder being in his last year of being an NFL owner? No. This guy's harder to kill than roaches. And until the NFL show, even with what you're about to explain, since you asked the question, until Jerry Jones says... All right, boys, let's gather around the table and figure a way to get him out of here. He's not moving. I think Jerry Jones is either has had, is having, or about to have that conversation. I also think that Jerry Jones's picture, 
where he was standing in the doorway denying students of color into his high school was courtesy of Daniel Snyder. And if I'm Jerry Jones, I would think of that too. Well, I'm not sure that that was because it, it, I don't think Daniel Snyder would put that in the Washington Post. He'd put it in the Dallas Morning News or the New York Times. Actually, wouldn't be wouldn't it appearing in the Washington Post, his least favorite newspaper in the world, give him the plausible deniability you'd want? But given the fact that everything he does is so easy to trace, that would seem like so counterintuitive to me that he would do anything to not help the Post. I think, truthfully, it's a gift from God for for Snyder, but I don't think he was the author of the photo. And, as it turns out, Jerry Jones is so glib about stuff, he can make it seem like, yeah, I was there, but it wasn't a big deal, and people are buying that. Oh, yeah, no, uh, look, Jerry has played it as well oh. as he could. I mean, yeah, uh, he, I mean he, he could lube up sandpaper. He's unbelievable. Look, but that said, I don't think that was Snyder's handiwork because all the rest of his handiwork is clumsy and stupid and easy to figure out, which is why what you're about to describe got found out so easily. Well, easily, I don't know if I would apply that word to it because it took two decades to catch up to Daniel Snyder. But here we are because today the Congressional Oversight Committee released this. I'm just going to read to you the first paragraph. This report presents findings from the Washington Commanders on oversight and reforms investigation into the Washington Commanders' decade-long toxic worst place culture. The NFL's response to this troubling conduct and the NFL's roles in setting and enforcing workplace standards across the league. Congress has a responsibility to ensure that all Americans are safe from sexual harassment and abuse in the workplace. And the NFL uh, has become one of the most prominent platforms in all of America. It has a troubling history, long and troubling history of workplace misconduct. Despite acknowledging these alarming conclusions, the NFL refused to disclose the full scope of conduct or seek meaningful accountability this to me i'm not saying we got a kill shot right off the rip here ray but i do believe daniel snyder is a dead man walking and i do believe he is in his final 12 months of nfl ownership i think it's just a matter of time now because this is scathing uh former washington team president bruce allen even testified under oath that daniel snyder hired private investigators to monitor Roger Goodell last year. And of course, Daniel Snyder says, no, no, I've never done such a thing. But he's monitoring other owners. He's hiring PIs to follow around the commish. Why would Bruce Allen testify to that under oath if it were not true? Because Bruce Allen is a lot of things. But he's not that stupid. Allen also testified that Snyder uh, commented on plans to follow other individuals. And look, Snyder is, is, we all know this, there is no hiding the fact that he's a vile human who only looks after his own interests. And he would be happy to make the life of anyone who stands in his way miserable. And it doesn't matter if you're the commissioner of the NFL, a former trusted team employee, a fanny to pinch around the office, or a cheerleader. He treats 
everyone in his ecosphere as disposable. That's what he does. By the way, the NFL is no innocent bystander here. The Oversight Committee basically said the NFL buried the news about the toxic workplace and did everything it could to provide shelter for Daniel Snyder. And I don't think they can provide that any longer. This, to me, the House Oversight's report that went public today means there is no shade for the NFL to provide Daniel Snyder to stay out of the sunlight of all this anymore. This isn't about owners circling the wagons around one of their own. There has clearly been one of their own identified as such a scumbag. He should no longer be one of their own. They have more league damage to spackle over now than just Daniel Snyder's one of us. But the NFL has never blinked in the face of any of these things. They never had anything like this put on it their doesn't, table today. That, it's almost not relevant to them. It's, if you get one of us, you could get another one. And I don't for a minute think that Danny Snyder's toxicity is individual. I think there are other guys who are in this up to their eyelids too. And I don't think, and this is as of the last time Seth Wickersham wrote about this, they don't have the votes to move him out. Lawyers, and because they don't have the votes to move him out, I think there are enough owners who just say, man, if you get one of us, others of us are in danger, and we bought this so that we'd never be in danger again. I think they'd preserve their own hides, even if it means having to do business with Danny Snyder some more. But I don't think they can just get away with that. That That is the old world. This is the new world. And there is another part of this new world that I think sort of shuts down your premise. You don't think that there are, in every single NFL city, for lack of a better term, ambulance chasing lawyers poking around NFL teams thinking, ooh, maybe I can get the next Daniel Snyder. All I need to find is a group of frustrated employees or angry women or disrespected cheerleaders, and I can get my name in the USA Today with my court case against Team X, Y, or Z. Every single NFL team has been under a scrutiny, a microscope of what's your workplace culture like in the last five or six years, I would say, and nobody lives in the neighborhood that Daniel Snyder lives in. I'm not arguing any of that. I'm saying that the cynicism of the National Football League is at such a level that they will talk... Because they, they've known all this stuff. Remember, they didn't help this investigation in any way, shape, or form. And why? Because they knew it too. And they still did nothing to help move him out. If they were interested in moving him out, don't you think they would have provided plenty of service to the to to the oversight committee? They apparently were helping him hide stuff. So why is that? Because they're not ready to make a move on him. Because I don't think they're interested in making a move on him. Certainly not enough owners to vote him out. And I think that's what I'm talking about. It's not about the weight of the evidence with these guys. It's about, can you make us do something we don't want to do? And the answer that they've got is... No, you can't. Are we close enough to Christmas for us to use the timeline of next Christmas? Oh, no, we can use the term next Christmas, sure. I still don't believe that's long enough. 
I don't think Daniel Snyder will be an NFL owner by next Christmas. Okay. We'll see who's right. Randy, uh, Grand, Randy, Grandy, write that one down. Yeah, Randy, take care of that. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. No, I just, I just think I'm if looking you, at Ray. I see Grandy. I put them together. I got Randy. No, I. My whole point is they've had plenty of opportunities since this stuff all started to help push him out, and they have ref, not only refused to take any of those opportunities, they have actively obstructed that committee. I don't see that they have any heart for that fight. Why'd they go after the Carolina Panthers guy? They, Why him? They actually didn't go after him. He quit on his own. I mean, I think they went after him, but then he saw the writing on the wall, and what he did have, I guess, was enough sense of shame. And I was I don't know who even wrote the article, but they're like, there is no doubt that Daniel Snyder's single greatest personal asset is a complete and utter lack of shame. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, because he's not going to help them. But it is true that the NFL did did not ever investigate Jerry Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson, that's the name. By the yeah. way, good uh, John in the 510 brought up that Panthers point. It's a good point. Yeah, no, but the NFL did not move him out. He He left based on whatever public pressure there was for him to leave. He just, okay, fine, I'm done. I'll sell to this guy worth $12 billion. So I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I am off to uh, Viva Las Vegas. And that means I have to, uh, in the next eight minutes, Ray, basically do all the NFL prep for the weekend. I just wanted to look at the 49ers game, though, because what we have between Brock Purdy and Tom Brady alone is just an extraordinary look at a spectrum of where two guys who are playing against each other could possibly be on their on their careers. It's amazing. We have the living embodiment of the position of quarterback in our lifetimes taking on Brock Purdy, the final pick of the draft, making his first NFL start against a guy who we all know is a sixth rounder, but is also a 15-time Pro Bowler with seven Super Bowl trophies and five Super Bowl MVPs. You could not be more on the opposite ends of the spectrum. I believe it'll be regular season start number 329 at this point now for for Tom Brady. 329 regular season starts. The man has started 47 playoff games, by the way. He started 10 Super Bowls. Brock Purdy will be starting his first game in his career this weekend. That's incredible. Like, what do the two of them have in common? Nothing. Other than, I think they both beaten Iowa when they were in college. That's it. That's it. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And if, if you just want to take, you know, where they are in their careers out of the equation, look at where they are in their lives. Tom Brady was drafted in 2000. Brock Purdy was born December 27th, 1999. Which is about as, as close to the year 2000 as you can get without actually five months. It's being five in the months. year 2000. It's amazing. He was five months old when, when Brady was drafted. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, you know, I don't get into that romantic of a level of, look at this matchup. But that that one is even, that stopped me in my tracks, man. That's something and something else. Obviously, uh, Brock Purdy, though, will not be out there playing Tom Brady. The good news is, is Nick Bosa will. And that guy is just having as, as monster of a year as we've seen a defensive end have in a really, really long time. I saw Nick Bosa's uh, 
pro football focus ranks. He is first in sacks, first in quarterback hits, first in penalties drawn, and we all know that that should probably be double its actual total. He is first in pass rush productivity. He is second in win rate. He is second in pressures. And today, D'Amico Ryan said, that guy right there, he's your defensive player of the year. I think he, he definitely is playing his best ball. You talk about someone, you know, a guy who can change the game and affect the game the way Bosa does it. I mean, to me, it's hands down the best in the league, right? You talk about a defensive player of the year type candidate. Like, if it isn't Bosa, I don't know who else it should be, right? He's put our defense in a position we're in, right? We are, we're not where we are if it's not with Bosa. And how he changes the game, how he affects the quarterback, how he speeds up the quarterback's timing, and he's still able to get as many sacks as he has, right? He's able to get to the quarterback, put him down, force the ball, right? We're able to scoop and score. There's just so many game-changing plays that Bosa has made. Again, it's not just the total of what he's doing. It's the timing of when he does it that I think just makes the Nick Bosa Defensive Player of the Year argument hard to tilt away from him. And I see you, Micah Parsons. Absolutely, you're special too. But boy, I don't know if you mean more to the Cowboys than Nick Bosa means to the 49ers. And you mean an awful lot to the Cowboys, Micah. There's no doubt about that. This guy is the best defensive end in football. That alone makes him one of the eight, ten best players in the NFL. He's already got the eighth most sacks in franchise history, Ray. He's been here for five minutes. That's incredible. He's already got the eighth most sacks. He's got 39 sacks. His nine games with two or more sacks is already the fourth most recorded as a member of the 49ers since sacks became official in 1982. Bryant Young, Alden Smith, and Charles Haley are on the list with him. And I can tell you that those are two Hall of Famers, and one guy, had he been able to keep his act together, probably could have been two. His 39 sacks through his first four seasons as a member of the 49ers trails only Alden Smith. And his 39 sacks in 46 regular season games are just remarkable. And we see that he's getting better by the game. He just wrapped up NFL Defensive Player of the Month of November and decided to start December with an NFL Defensive Player of the Week. But here's the dynamic for Sunday. And I'm not diminishing your point. Who do you like more? 49er defense against Tom Brady or the Bucks defense against Brock Purdy? Because that's what this game is going to hinge on. It's not just Bosa v. Brady. It's all 11 v. Brady and all 11 of the fifth-ranked defense against the guy who's played one game. That, to me, is the fascination. How Brock Purdy looks is going to be very interesting. Because they actually got a little even film on them now. You know, they can pick up a tendency or two, maybe. Having said all that, there shouldn't be much of a drop-off. And we've agreed. You and I do agree. And it's one of the rare things we both agree on. There really shouldn't be much of a drop-off. And when we talked to Dan Minucci, who's been coaching Brock Purdy since he was in high school, I asked him, how is this guy in the 15-yard box that basically 95% of Kyle's offense takes place in? He says, that's where he wins. That's where he wins. Intermediate, underneath, and in the screen game is what Brock is good at. And if he's good at that, he could possibly be a good quarterback for the 49ers. So let's see it. Let's see it. What's really amazing, the impressive thing about the Buccaneers coming in here, is as banged up as their offensive line has been and as under duress as it feels like Tom Brady has been sold to us, Tom Brady has been 
sacked among the least quarterbacks in all of football with the least amount of actual pressure measured against him. And that is him being able to get rid of the ball lickety split. And it's not like Purdy will benefit from four turnovers on Sunday the way he did last week. Not only did he benefit from that, but he benefited from a... Uh, I mean, so... Having the ball for 40 minutes. There was that. And, and look, in a, in a crazy way, the 49ers defense sort of had a bad week last week. I mean, it was good enough to win, and we all know that, but there were way too many guys running wide open that had Tua not been tinkling down his own leg all afternoon. The Niners might lose that game. They were wide, wide, wide open Dolphins and a clean pocket for Tua in more instances than not. Had Tua not puked, Maybe the Niners don't even win that game. But they did, and that's all that matters. They got to keep it on going. When we come on back, Damon, are you going to fade the public? Absolutely, we will. And someone says, you're going to fade the public in Las Vegas, Damon. That is the postman in Capitola. Yes, there will be gambling. But I don't know if, if it's an early kickoff, because I think I leave in uh, on, on Sunday afternoon. So if it's an early kickoff... You don't have to wait till kickoff to get down. No, but four twenty. It's a one twenty five start. But I need. But uh, but I. Uh, by the time I take off, I want to be able to cash winning tickets. What am I going to do with a winning ticket at at Caesar Sportsbook if I'm sitting with it in San Francisco? You leave it for the guy who still lives there. He'll cash it for you. You think I trust Fortinbaugh or Goulet? I wouldn't trust Fortinbaugh, but I think you could trust Goulet. Fortinbaugh's a weasel. <laughs> when we come on back. We'll fade the public up to this point, but that segment officially is a Friday segment. So if the number changes, that'll change a little bit. And we do have a food report before it's all said and done. So don't you go anywhere. Damon and Ratto wrapping things up this afternoon and maybe even one more piece of advice the rest of the way concerning 49ers practice before it's said and done. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromise, and also sponsored by Bed Bath & Beyond. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. The biggest payroll in baseball just got a little bit bigger, according to Jeff Passan, outfielder Brandon Nimo. Nimo. Well, we're not going to have to really pronounce it correctly because he ain't coming here. He's a New York Met. Eight years, $162 million. The Mets keep their center fielder. And the biggest payroll in all of baseball just got a little bit bigger. So there you go. Jeff Passan just had that moments ago. Uh, there's another t- possible target for the Giants off the list. Their needing of Carlos Correa goes up by the minute, right? really does. Turn your mic on. God bless you. I haven't had to speak yet. You are going to blow it. Don't pretend. Okay. I don't care. Any comments on the sports news? Uh, no, I mean, was let me ask the question. Was Mitch Haniger and Brandon Nimmo going to be able to satisfy the Giants' needs? Not not the fan base. I don't care about the fan base. The fans are lunatics. Was that going to help them become a 90-win team? Probably not. They've got to get pitching. They need They've pitching. got to get pitching. And if, they, if it means Carlos Correa at $400 million and Chris Bassett and then re-upping Radon then they can call this a successful offseason. Right. There's zero chance all three of those things are going to happen. You I understand that. that. That's, you know, I mean, the Nimmo thing is sort of beside the point in terms of what the Giants wanted because it didn't sound like the Giants were in on it. And, you know, if Nimmo, who's always played, he's always been a Met, is all of a sudden going to get $20 million in change over eight years, you know, nobody had a shot. Uh, there was well, two, two more football things here and then a food report to wrap up the day. Um, I saw yesterday that Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey were limited in practice. I got an even better idea. I don't want either one of those guys in practice from here on out. Yeah, seriously, I don't think Christian McCaffrey needs another snap of practice. Uh, certainly, Debo Samuel doesn't need another snap of practice. Put him through walkthroughs the rest of the way. Not a single snap against contact unless it's game day. Same with Trent Williams. Same with Fred Warner. Same with Kittle. Give the same treatment to Ayuk and Greenlaw, too, if you want to. The 49ers officially need to live in the risk nothing unless it's an actual game mode the rest of the year like those guys need all all they need is mental reps they all know what they're doing no more practices kids stay home just walkthroughs just come no don't stay home it's not one of those trade trey young you don't even have to report to the arena no it's it's just like everybody else work from home no need to go in the office if you look at it this way if you can learn the playbook over a zoom meeting god bless you uh fading the public look last week we were on the eagles minus four and a half And we have turned our gambling segment that we don't choose, we don't pick, it picks us, into a 67% winner, which documented is the best winning percentage in the entire gambling service world. This week, and Lucas, I'm going to ask you to monitor this because I'm not going to be here tomorrow and I'm going to give you the right to reserve should the public step forward in a more aggressive manner than in the game that we have right now. Because as we stand right now to fade the public, the most heavily bet team in the NFL this weekend, how does this make any sense? The Lions minus two hosting the Vikings. That's a weird line, man. The look-ahead line, which comes out the previous Wednesday, had the Vikings minus three. 
which means that so much money has been thrown at the Lions that that line has moved five points in eight days. Well, doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. 94% of the money bet on that game is on the fight in Dan Campbell's. So, Lucas, unless you reserve the right to change the fade the public bet tomorrow, we're on the Vikings plus two in Detroit, Ray. So there we are. That's how we go there. And now to wrap it up, it's the food report. Ray, how do you feel about mozzarella sticks as an appetizer? Filling, bad for you. Artery hardening nightmares. You like them, in other words. Absolutely. Yeah. They're Both del- hands and feet. They're delicious. Uh, there is a class action lawsuit right now claiming that TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks. Now, I need to make this very apparent because this is important. Not the ones you're getting at the actual restaurant, but the ones that are sitting for you to buy and take home in your frozen food section. Apparently, there's a class action lawsuit that says they're not what they claim to be misleading branding because they're cheddar cheese. You read the fine print and they'll tell you that the mozzarella sticks, not a TGI Friday at the restaurant, but the mozzarella sticks that are packaged as TGI Friday mozzarella sticks sitting in your frozen food aisle today are actually cheddar cheese. The company tried to say that this is a a meritless lawsuit filed by a woman from Illinois, and our hero here is named Amy Joseph. Uh, She goes about filing frivolous lawsuits. That's definitely part of her background. But the court ruled that this one isn't frivolous, and she might have something here. TGI Fridays has been removed from the case. The lawsuit will continue against InVenture Food, Inc. They are pawning off the cheddar sticks as TGI Friday sticks just using their branding and their marketing. So they TGI Friday licensed to this company their good mozzarella reputation, which they have sullied. So TGI Friday has been removed as a defendant. It is just the frozen food company that is still there. Uh, InVenture reportedly argued that it was never really said that the product contained mozzarella cheese, adding that no reasonable customer would think a shelf-stable, crunchy snack product actually contained mozzarella. I disagree with that. If you're saying it's a mozzarella stick, I'm assuming it's a mozzarella stick. What are you telling me? Frozen cheese is out of the realm of possibility? I've already shown more interest in this than I thought I would. What does it say on the box? In teensy weensy eensy little fine print on the back. I guess it does say cheddar cheese, not mozzarella. But what does it say on the front of the box in the big letters that people see when they walk by the case? It says mozzarella sticks. Well, then screw them. The snack maker also questions Joseph's motives for purchasing the product. (laughs) Maybe she just wanted mozzarella sticks, but no, they say she was looking for a fight. She's filed multiple consumer class action lawsuits with at least eight coming in the last decade. So she is uh, litigious, 
but we also really are pro mozzarella sticks. So go, Amy. Well, facts are facts. If you're trying to, if this is your level of fraud, you should get dinged for it. Amen. And there you go. I feel like you have been prepared to attack the weekend starting tomorrow. Who's filling in with you tomorrow, Ray? I don't know. You haven't even bothered to find out I yet. couldn't be Larry Kruger. Crap. Good luck to him oh, dealing with you. Be nice, uh, Ray. Be nice. You keep saying that, well, and you know what the answer is going to be. What? Doubly not to Larry? Well, no. He'll get the same treatment everybody else does. Unless I... If you want me to be nice to him... I'll take the day off. I'm happy with that. Are you telling me you're you only have eyes for me? No. I barely have a pancreas for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Dan Minucci and George Contos, to Ray, his pancreas, all his organs, uh, mozzarella sticks everywhere. Lucas, thank you very much. Grandy, thank you guys very much. I'll be back on Monday, incredibly hungover and damaged. Uh, go Hoosiers. In the meantime, sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during O'Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 